Hello everyone, I just want to welcome you to our online service tonight and it'll be quite a short service uh, this evening um, but uh, I just want to welcome everyone who's watching and listening uh, those listening by telephone uh, as well and uh, as we move to more sort of regular services during the day uh, in person on a Sunday um, it's not going to be possible to produce the same amount of online content as we have uh, up until now. So there, there will still be a, a sort of short online service and folks will still be able to get the service by telephone. Um, but we're just going to keep a, an eye on how things open up uh, over the summer and we'll maybe review that in the next uh, few weeks or months ahead. Um, but uh, lovely to see folks coming on uh, this evening and lovely to have you uh, worshipping with us. Uh, Great service at Mount Kirk this morning at half past ten and East End Church at quarter past twelve in their new building. And these services are every Sunday now. Uh, but we would ask if you could please book uh, for those and you can do that phone in the man's here at 722-338 or you can also book online and I'll put those details up uh, later on. Okay, I'm going to uh, make a wee start and uh, today is Pentecost Sunday when we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit when he was given on the first Pentecost. The Holy Spirit was poured out on the first Christians and it marks the birthday of the church. And so we celebrate, celebrate that today along with millions of believers all uh, around the world of all races and cultures and nationalities uh, who are gathering together today uh, to celebrate Jesus and the gift of his Holy Spirit. Um, so I'm just going to begin with a prayer, uh, so feel free to pray along with me uh, if you're listening at home. Heavenly Father, we just commit this time to you in prayer. We thank you for your presence with us. For those watching by video, those listening by telephone, Lord, I pray each person would know your presence with them. And on this day of Pentecost, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon us all. You would fill us with your love and joy and peace. Give us hope, increase our faith, give us encouragement today, Lord, from your word. Lord, even though many of us have been separated for such a long time over this past year, and many things in church life are still haven't started back yet. But Lord, we pray that even in this season, you would be working in the background, that you are already working in people's lives and drawing people to yourself and inspiring new dreams and visions among your people about what may be possible when things open up again. And so Lord, I pray that you would give us new dreams and new vision for the future, about what may be possible as we seek your guidance to go forward. So Lord, be with each person watching and listening today, especially for those that have been struggling in recent times, for those feeling separated and alone from family and friends, for those that have been going through a period of illness, or those who have been grieving without the face-to-face -face comfort and strength 
and support of their closest family and friends. Lord, we just pray that you would bring your peace and your strength. And Lord, as we gather together as your people, and people all around the world, so we pray the church family prayer that Jesus taught his first disciples as we say our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And for those who were watching last uh, Sunday, you maybe heard me talking about a prayer initiative that's going all around the world at the moment to encourage Christians to pray over the Pentecost season. It's called Thy Kingdom Come, that line obviously coming from the Lord's Prayer. And if you remember, just before Pentecost, before Jesus ascended to heaven, he told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem. And when the Holy Spirit comes in power, you will be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so part of the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to take the gospel out to the nations. And uh, one of the, the great things about Thy Kingdom Come, the prayer uh, initiative, is they've produced some helpful resources, especially just now in churches, still, many still in lockdown, many who still haven't met uh, face-to-face yet. And so they've produced a... Uh, a video with a hymn, well-known hymn, Amazing Grace, but with people of all different races, different cultures, different backgrounds from all around the world, and they put all this together into one uh, video. And uh, it's a it's a wonderful video, so please feel free to kind of just worship and praise God as uh, you're watching and listening. How sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that took my heart. And grace my fears relieved How precious is the grace of Him I first believed Through many dangers toils and snares Oh, 
Okay, I'm going to read uh, just now from the Bible, and I'll take a little break from the book of Acts, and I'm going to read from the Gospel of Luke chapter uh, 11. And uh, it's Luke 11 and verse 1. If you have a Bible at home, feel free uh, to follow along with me. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. And then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me, the door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. And which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? And if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Let's pray. Lord, as we read your word together, we ask for your Holy Spirit to help us to hear your voice in the scriptures, that you would speak powerfully into our lives, that our ears, our hearts, our minds would be open to receive all the good things that you have to give to us from your word today, that we would be encouraged that we would be challenged, that you would build up our faith. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, so the passage that we just read, it's when Jesus gives the teaching of the Lord's Prayer. And that verse thy kingdom come i'll bring up the wee slide just now thy kingdom come it's a very heart of that prayer and we pray your kingdom come your will be done lord and for those that were maybe listening last week you maybe heard me saying that what happens when we say those words when we pray that prayer we're asking god to bring heaven to earth and heaven obviously looks very different from earth in, in many ways. And when we see the ministry of Jesus, we see glimpses of heaven appearing. So when someone's heart is changed and they become a follower of Jesus, that's the kingdom of God. When someone is healed of a sickness in Jesus' ministry, that's the kingdom of God. When the dead are raised... That's the kingdom of God as well. And so 
Jesus is bringing heaven to earth. We see glimpses of heaven here on earth. And so every time we pray that prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're asking God to bring heaven to earth. And that is such a powerful, powerful prayer. And so I just want us to kind of think a little bit about um, praying those words, but also thinking about what Jesus, what other things Jesus has to say about prayer in the passage that we just read, because there's some really important things that will hopefully encourage you and uh, help you uh, in your prayers. Um, I'm just going to bring up another wee uh, slide on the screen. And this whole episode with Jesus starts off with a question. It tells us that one day Jesus was praying in a certain place and maybe the disciples noticed the way that Jesus prayed. Um, perhaps Jesus prayed in a different way from how they usually prayed and they wanted to know, well, how, how do you pray? So they asked the question, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And thank goodness somebody asked that question or we perhaps wouldn't have the Lord's Prayer today. And Jesus began to teach them. Jesus began to teach them. And Jesus wants us to pray. He wants us to pray. And remember, if you remember the, the reading uh, we just read a few moments ago, in Jesus' response, he says, when you pray, pray like this. And then he gives the Lord's Prayer. So when you pray, pray like this. So there's an expectation on Jesus' part that as his followers, we will pray. And he wants his disciples to pray in the way that he has taught them. And it doesn't matter so much that we, I mean, we use the exact words that Jesus gave us, uh, you know, when we use them in church, the words from the scriptures of the Lord's Prayer. But it seems a strong, there's a strong indication that what Jesus wants us to, to use the Lord's Prayer as a model for prayer. So yes, we have to pray that prayer, but we've also to use it to inspire our own prayers, to pray in our own words, to say thy kingdom come in our own way as well. We're not just tied to those particular words, but Jesus wants us to pray the same things with the same sense and the same faith eh, in, our, in our own words eh, as well. So he wants us to pray. And... He wants to answer as well. You know, Jesus wants to answer prayer. And he makes that quite clear um, in the passage that we just read. And of course, he, he wouldn't tell us to pray if prayers weren't answered or if God wasn't listening. God is certainly listening. And God wants to answer our prayers as well. And Jesus uses a, a few different illustrations um, to show us why that is the case, that God wants to answer our prayers. And the first one that he mentions is about someone who is a friend and goes to him at midnight and says, lend me some loaves or bread. He's looking for food uh, because he's got somebody who's been on a long journey and they've turned up at the house unannounced and he's run out of food. So he goes to his friend, chaps on the door, late at night, expecting him to answer. 
But the friend says, well, the door's locked, my children are in bed, I, I, can't give, I can't get up and give you anything. There was a part of this story, maybe seems a bit strange to us, we'll think, well, why didn't they just go to the fridge or go to the cupboard and give them something to eat? But in those days, unless you were very wealthy, everyone lived in the one room, pretty much. Um, typical houses in Judea at that time, the, the Romans called the land, um, they would have had a upstairs where people lived and a downstairs where the animals were kept. And the room that you lived in was your living room, it was the bedroom, it was the kitchen. Basically everything happened there. So somebody knocking on the door, looking for food, you would have had to put a candle on, wake up everybody with the amount of noise that you would make looking for food. And that's what the man doesn't want, want to do. But Jesus then says, but I tell you that though he will not get up and give the bread because he's his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Now, Jesus there isn't saying that God is reluctant, you know, like the man in the little story he tells. But quite the opposite, in fact. God is more than willing to answer our prayers. What he is saying is that sometimes we need to be bold, sometimes we need to be persistent and ask more than once. But God is not like the man who feels is inconvenienced because we've knocked the door at some late hour. God is never put out by our prayers. God never runs out of time to listen to our prayers. God is never too busy to listen to us. So Jesus certainly isn't saying that he is. He's saying the exact opposite here. But sometimes it's persistence that gets an answer. Sometimes it's not enough to just pray and ask for something once. And part of the reason for that is that prayer in the Bible is seen as something that places us within a spiritual battle. So when you pray, you're coming against the powers and forces of the devil. Unseen forces that don't want that prayer to be answered and are warring against God and against us. And so when we pray, we enter into that spiritual warfare. And there's a reason why Jesus ends the prayer in the Matthew's version, deliver us from the evil. Ends uh, with that. And so sometimes we need to pray more than once because we're in a battle. We're in a fight. And it's not because God can't hear us. But sometimes there are things going on in the background, in the unseen that we don't understand. Certainly not in this life. And Jesus encourages us to to keep asking. And he illustrates that in the next couple of verses. He says, I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Now, 
there's a couple of wee things that get missed here in our English Bibles, and part of that is because English is a very simple language, <laughs> relatively speaking, and um, we use the same verbs for all sorts of things. So it's not a very specific language. Um, but in the original language, it probably reads better saying, for everyone who asks and keeps on asking, receives. And the one who seeks and keeps on seeking, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. The one who knocks and keeps on knocking, it will be opened. So Jesus doesn't want us to, to give up. He wants us to be persistent. He wants us to keep asking. He wants us to keep seeking. He wants us to keep knocking. Now, that's obviously not to say that, you know, God answers all of our prayers in the way that we would want or the way that we would expect and when we expect. Um, experience tells us that, you know, sometimes God's answers are, are no. Some things that we ask that just that aren't God's will for, for us. Some things that we ask, it's the wrong time. God's answer might be yes, but it might not be for just now. It might be for the future. As I was saying to congregation uh, this morning, you think of the, the number of people, deeply spiritual Christians who did great things, whose prayers were never answered even in their lifetime. Think of David Livingston, the great missionary to Central Africa, who prayed and prayed that Africa might be saved. And in his lifetime, it was only a handful of people ever became followers of Christ. And it was only after his death that there was a great harvest in Africa and in the area that he, that he ministered. And his prayers were eventually answered in the most amazing way and are still being answered eh, today. But he didn't see the answer in his lifetime, not to the extent that he had hoped. But God still wants us to ask. He still wants us to seek. He still wants us to knock and to be persistent and not give up. And in particular with certain types of prayers as well. Now I'm going to come to our last, our last wee bit here. And that is that Jesus is eager to give us the Holy Spirit. Jesus wants to give the Holy Spirit to his people. And in verse 13, um, a little couple of verses before that, Jesus says, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will he give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, Jesus uses parenthood as a, an illustration here that anyone who's a, a, a parent, a father or a mother, if you're a child or if you've got a grandchild and they're hungry and ask you for something to eat, um, you're not going to give them something nasty like a snake or a scorpion. You're going to give them something that's, that's good to eat, that's going to fill their belly. And Jesus is just saying something that's generally true here. I know there's exceptions to this, unfortunately, um, where you know children are neglected and sadly some suffer uh, some terrible things. But in general, Jesus is saying, look, parents, 
you know, feed their children when they're hungry, if they can. And then he says, and if you, though you are evil, in other words, that we are sinners, and in the Bible is quite clear that uh, Paul says in the book of Romans, chapter 3, for all have fallen short of the glory of God, for all have sinned, none are righteous, that we are all sinners regardless. So Jesus is acknowledging that. And though you are evil, or sinners know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So what Jesus is doing here is is setting up a contrast between human beings, human parents, and our heavenly parent God, the Father. And even though we are sinners, there is good in humanity. Regardless regardless if other people have faith in God or not, there is goodness in humanity. But that goodness is still stained with sin and rebellion against God. And so Jesus is saying, when you look at that and weigh it up to the goodness and purity of God, God is the only being in this universe that is pure, that is completely holy, that is completely righteous, that is perfectly good. And if a parent, a father who has flaws, is willing to give good gifts to his children when they ask, then how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? God is eager to give us the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I was saying earlier that there are some prayers that God will answer, yes, no, not yet. But there's one prayer that God always answers 100% is when we ask the Holy Spirit. That is always God's will. You know, sometimes it's difficult to know if there are certain specific things in our lives are God's will or not. Some of those things we'll probably never have answers to till we meet God face to face. And it's not easy to discern what God's will is in certain circumstances. But it is always God's will, 100% of the time that we receive the Holy Spirit. And so God is always willing to give us his Spirit if we ask him. And that should hopefully give us great encouragement when we ask for the Holy Spirit. Um, God gives it. But sometimes we have to wait and sometimes we need patience as well. And sometimes we have to ask more than once and persevere. To wait 10 days from the day of Jesus' ascension to the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came on those early Christians. 10 days of praying, gathering together for prayer, waiting for the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus had told them to do. He says, wait in Jerusalem and then the Holy Spirit will come. After 10 days, the Holy Spirit came in great, great power. Now think of other situations in history, the great Revival in Wales, 1904, 1905, 1906, across those two 
place in the northwest of Scotland in the Isle of Lewis in 1949. Those things didn't just come about by chance when the Holy Spirit moved with great power. There was countless thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people came to faith in Jesus in those times. And it all started with people needing to pray and to wait for the Holy Spirit. That's what they did. And then the Holy Spirit came in great power. So what is it that God wants us to do? You might ask. I think my computer is frozen. Hopefully not. I think my slides have frozen for some reason. There we go, last one. Um, pray. He wants us to pray. You know, prayer can be a good thing to talk about, it can be a good thing to think about, but if we never pray, it's not going to do much good at all. God wants us to pray. And he wants us to pray for the Holy Spirit. And I'd encourage you this Pentecost to ask God for the Holy Spirit. Now, it's important for me to say that every Christian, every believer has the Holy Spirit within them. If you believe in Jesus, you love God, you have the Holy Spirit, because without the Holy Spirit, you couldn't love God. You couldn't believe and trust in Jesus. So you have the Holy Spirit. But the Bible is quite clear that we are to ask repeatedly to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus told his disciples, he said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, it was one of those words which means be filled and keep on being filled. Not just once, but again and again and again. So yesterday's blessing, last week's blessing, Ten years ago, maybe you experienced the Holy Spirit. That's not enough for today. We need God to move in our lives today, which is why we need to ask God for the Holy Spirit every day. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, there's a reason why Jesus commands us to say, and give us this day our daily bread. In other words, we were supposed to pray that prayer every day and not just once a week or once a month or once a year. Every day we're called to pray that prayer. And Jesus is reminding us of when God's people were in the desert with Moses and they were sustained by the manna, the bread that God provided on the desert floor every day. And after the end of every day, it disappeared. There was none left. It just sort of melted away. And they had to go every morning, apart from the Sabbath, and collect the manna each day. And that sustained them. And in the same way, we need the Holy Spirit every day as well. We need God's daily bread, God's blessing every day. And one of the other things that we were talking about in church this morning was that one of the things that the Thy Kingdom Come, the prayer movement, uh, has been encouraging uh, Christians to do all over the world, is to especially pray for friends and family who don't yet know Jesus as Saviour. That they would come to faith in Jesus Christ. And that is a powerful thing to pray. And so I would encourage you to think of five people that you know um, if you if you haven't got five people that you know who aren't followers of Jesus in your circle of friends that doesn't matter but if you have five 
Um, write their names down on a sheet of paper or initials, stick it up on your fridge or somewhere that you'll see every day, just as a reminder to keep praying for those people this coming year and to continue to pray for them and not give up. Keep bringing their names before the Lord. Ask the Lord to move powerfully in their lives and to draw them to him and pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in that person's life, in this person's life and of course in your own life and your own family eh, as well. Okay, will we pray together? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these words of Jesus today that are so helpful in helping us to understand prayer and how we are to be persistent in prayer and how when we pray we are entering into a spiritual battle that takes perseverance, it takes boldness as we seek to win the souls of men and women, boys and girls and young people for Jesus Christ. Lord, increase our faith today. Increase our faith as we pray. Increase our passion for the lost, for those who do not know Jesus as Saviour. And Lord, help us to keep our eyes open for those times of opportunity when you may choose to use us to reach these people with the gospel of Jesus whether through our words or our actions Lord that you would help us to see those opportunities and when they come before us to act and act with courage and boldness So Lord, bless us this day and bless all the people that we have in our minds who do not yet know Jesus as Saviour. That you would move powerfully in their lives and draw them to your Son Jesus by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of our uh, online service uh, today. Thank you everyone for uh, joining us today and I uh, hope you'll be able to maybe join us uh, next week. Um, we do have a service in the church at half past ten at Mount Kirk and then also at Greenock East End Church at quarter past twelve as well and then there'll be a, still be an online service at half six as well uh, at night. So I'm just going to ask God's blessing upon everyone and uh, I'll let you enjoy the rest of your evening. Now may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this Pentecost Sunday, and always, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, take care, everyone, and I'll see you all again soon. Bye-bye right, now.